my thought with this is that this all makes sense to me for kids. I mean, especially, but I do think gift giving has a long history behind it of a way of showing that you were thinking of someone. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've not bought a gift for an adult. This episode is a really good challenge to, as we're coming into holidays, think through like what is the intention behind what we're doing? What experiences can we choose to offer up? How can we be a little more minimalistic when it comes to gift giving? And I think it's a good challenge. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mission Daily. This is Stephanie Postles, your host, and I'm joined by Albert Chow. Hey, Hello. that's it. Albert has a very good topic to talk about today, and it's all around, well, the holidays are coming up, so it's around- Them us. damn kids. Yeah, kids, who's got them damn- <laughs> gift giving, and why Albert doesn't give gifts. So that's what I this whole ep- episode is about. Albert does not give gifts, and it was something that I wanted to dive into because I thought it was very interesting and definitely had me thinking a lot about Christmas coming up, what I'm going to give my kids, if anything, now. And so that's today's episode of why Albert doesn't give gifts. Albert, I'm going to kick it off to you of, yeah, where did this come from? Why don't you give right, your kids so, gifts? So, so first of all, you kind of have a bit of a unique situation because your kids are young enough to the point where they might not either, either even remember the experience, but um, <laughs> I have um i figured out a couple well i think we've all heard different parents complain about how their kids don't actually play with toys uh that they'd rather play with possibly the box that the toys come in that fisher price is a complete racket they've somehow convinced the world that they need to purchase toys for their young children which your kid will play with for like i don't know i mean 30 days if it's a miracle if they last 30 days Stephanie, you can confirm or see you tell me if you you've if you've had toys that last more than 30 days. So I think a lot of people have always said experiences are better than gifts. You want to make memories and things don't really make memories. Right. And uh, unless the thing is something like you do together, like maybe you buy your kids skis and you go skiing together or you buy a surfboard, you go surfing together, you buy um, you know, some type of object, whatever that is. But you do it together. You'll probably remember that. But just toys and stuff, most kids don't have good recollections of toys. And when I think about my own childhood, I really don't either. Like, I've gotten, for sure, toys, but all my best memories are not toys. They were spending time with my parents, uh, spending time with my friends, spending time with my brother, doing something that I could remember. And so we tried to quantify this for my my mother-in-law and my own mom back when she was around. And they're like, well, what do you mean experiences? And I said, it's pretty simple. Only buy things in the form of a ticket. That's it. Like anything that is a ticket is fine. If it's not a ticket, it's probably not the right thing. If it's something that complements a ticket, that's also fine. So if you think about tickets, right, plays, sporting events, um, there's cultural things. There are amusement and entertainment typically requires a ticket. Concerts require a ticket. Most uh, trips certainly require a ticket. You cannot go on a trip without a ticket. So that's where it started from. And it was an easy way to explain to my family that this is the kind of gift that we want. If it doesn't come in the form of a ticket, we'd rather not have it. So how long have you been doing this with your kids of not giving gifts? And does that literally mean zero gifts at Christmas? Like there's not one single package under the tree? Or are you wrapping up the ticket? That's <laughs> Great question. So my wife tries to like make it so that they have something to open for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely get gifts, uh, not from me. Uh, and my wife, she used to sign them from dad, but then she just stopped. She's like, this isn't from dad. Uh, <laughs> so it's just from her. 
it's typically like clothes and books and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't, um, so me personally, I've been trying to do it uh, more like that. So like, you know, we take them on a big trip every other year or something like that. Um, but yeah, we try to, we just try to keep it to the experiences. We try to make memories that way. And then we do get gifts, but they're usually like to complement their favorite thing to do. So you're talking about like a hockey stick or a smooth Rubik's cube. Cause my son likes cubing. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but most, like, we definitely stick to experience-based things where it's never just an object. We don't ever just give, like, here's a toy and this is for you. Yeah, I mean, I love this with, of course, how many children I have in my house. And at one point we had so many random toys that the kids liked for a moment and then didn't like. And I just went, like, purged. We turned our whole garage into a playroom for them. Just got rid of tons and tons of toys, giving them away to anyone who wanted them. And I've actually been subtly shifting into that, too. I mean, my kids are still young, but I still think experiences are, for them, just as important. I know some people are like, oh, I don't know if they'll remember it. To me, I'm like, it's still in their brain, and it's doing something that they're getting something new. They're learning something new. They're in a new environment with their parents. They're witnessing something they'd never seen before. So, yeah, will they remember this exact moment? Maybe not, but I still think it's very powerful for their brain development. And I saw it when, I mean, we took our kids camping um, last weekend. And first of all, camping with three-year-olds and five-year-olds and a dog. Yeah, listen, you're a hero. (laughs) Yeah, like it's definitely a lot. And coming out, I was like, ooh, very tiring. But the whole two weeks leading up to this camping trip, my three-and-a-half-year-olds talking about every day, telling all their teachers. I mean, everyone knew we were going camping because they were so excited. And to me, right there, that delayed gratification, too, of knowing something's happening and waiting for it and saying, well, we can't do this other thing coming up because we're going to be doing this instead. And even, I mean, my kids are even like, we're not going to buy this thing because we're going to buy firewood. And, like, just seeing how they balance things of, like, you can't have everything right this second – that alone was like just giving them something to look forward to, I think is very powerful. And then after camping, which I mean, we only camped for two days and watching what my kids chose to do on this camping adventure. I mean, something as simple as my two twins, who are the three and a half year olds, were sitting there digging a hole in the dirt and with <laughs> like a makeshift shovel and then covering that. My dog was there, too. They're covering his leash up with dirt over and over, just covering it up. And then every time Listen. he would barely move, they'd bust out laughing, both of them, laughing, laughing, laughing. And it was a whole hour of just that. And I'm like, this is why we need to get out and do more experiential so, things. So as a person who loves going to the beach, I can tell you that a man's love of digging holes doesn't stop at uh, four years old. Because at the beach, every year, people dig like ridiculously big holes to the point where like they, the, the police of the town always have to warn people not to dig holes that big because people actually die. Because they dig so deep and they, it caves in on them. So this love of toy digging for your children, it doesn't go away. It can, gets pretty dangerous. As they get more skilled and stronger, it's actually, like, dangerous. So you got to make sure that Grayson, that, Gray, that Oliver and Asher, they know, like, hey, don't ever dig so deep where you could kill yourself. Yep. Yeah, I remember seeing those warnings when we used to go to the beach down in Florida, like, chill on how deep you're digging these holes. But, but yeah, I mean, things like that of – just watching them in this experience and being like just getting them out of their environment into a new place all of a sudden they're doing new things and then afterwards watching them talk about it for weeks afterwards and I'm like this has done something to their brain and it was fun we're all going to remember it and I mean even my one twin Asher who's sometimes more reserved sometimes a little 
I mean, when I drop him off at school, he's definitely the one who doesn't want me to leave and can be crying. And after we went camping, we walk into their classroom and it's super quiet. All the kids are sitting down and having a tea, like tea time, but it's like no one's talking, deep reverence with their tea. And Asher walks in, he goes, well, well, everyone. So I went camping this weekend and he was super confident, semi-aggressive. The whole classroom like looks at him and they're so out of character, but he was just so proud of like what he got to do that I'm like, okay, we need to do more of these. Even if it's hard as a parent, even if there's a thousand reasons of why you don't want to pack up a million random things to go take your kids camping, it was so worth it seeing, you know, the before and the after of just this one little mini experience. Now, selfishly, the best part about buying or going to ticket-based gifting is that you also get to experience it as mom and dad, which is pretty darn cool. Because obviously, if you buy a toy, you don't get, I mean, I get virtually zero joy out of buying my kids' toys, and I got zero joy out of it. Going with them to do whatever the thing is, is pretty fun. It's legit kind of fun. Like I told you, like even something that I'm not into at all, uh, Rubik's Cubing is one of them. But I like seeing my kid accept challenges and try to do something. And I love the sense of pride he got, has, because he worked hard towards something. Now, do I think Rubik's Cubing is cool? No, no, I don't think it's cool. But I think it's really cool that he can solve problems really fast. And I think it's cool that he has something he's very much so, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I don't want to say defines himself as that thing, but I, I like when people define themselves based upon the things that they do. Um, and especially for my daughter, and this is for all the girl dads out there, because I think dads, like one of the biggest concerns, of course, of dads, and maybe you don't know, of course, because, you know, you're a mom, but I don't know if this is your concern. But dads specifically do not want their girl's identity to be based on their looks and like what people think about them. And I think it's really, it's a thing that especially middle schoolers have an extremely hard time with. Um, like around middle school I've read is where a lot of girls start giving up some of their things that they're most interested in. Like math and science decline starts around middle school where girls, you know, they might be into math and science in elementary school, but for whatever reason they get made fun of, or I don't know what's happening, but like there's just less participation. So like my daughter identifies with riding horses. My daughter identifies with, um, with diving. My daughter also identifies with coding. She started code ninjas and she's really into it. Uh, I wouldn't say she's good, but I like that she's she identifies be. herself. She wants to be. <laughs> yeah, she takes pride in on these <laughs> things. She also takes great pride in being half Asian. <laughs> good. Like, she may, she wants people to for sure know that she's definitely Asian, and because uh, <laughs> she's got big round eyes, and I guess people don't think that. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but I like this. I think it's super important, and I'll, I I won't I won't you know see the results of this until she's much older, but. I think it's very important for girls to identify with their thing. Uh, one of my one of my wife's coworkers has a, um, let's say, a daughter who's possibly on the verge of falling into the wrong crowd. And when I hear the stories about her, I'm just like, what? Did, she doesn't identify herself with any. Like she's not. A, you know what I mean? It's like, is she just the girl that's trying to be pretty on TikTok on social? Like I have no clue how she identifies herself. And I think that is a big challenge that. The reality is if you're a parent out there is like you have to solve this problem before it's a problem. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't wait until, oh, my identity is locked up into the pleasing of others because it, that feels a little not that it's, you can't fix it, but it feels late. Like now you're in the fight. You know what I mean? 
So it's really important to me, and I think this is a good way to do it, uh, to participate with your kids, doing things that maybe you're not into, but they're way into. Um, that's the way I would think of gift giving, if you can. You know, if you have the means to do it, this is what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even think that anyone can do it because you could offer up. I mean, I'm thinking about what would I offer my younger ones right now I might be like we can go to this park that we normally don't go to because it's 30 minutes away and just things like that to them are like super fun where they're like the park that has the boat yeah we haven't been there in a long time like so just you can do it in any way it's just making any moment and experience special depending on their age and you know what you maybe normally wouldn't do and being able to just offer that opportunity up to them and giving them the choice in it so they feel like they're actually able to you know decide where they're going to be going yeah, yeah, that's a great, you mean a great point about like, uh, maybe you have to dial it back. Like you can't do exactly the thing. Like, you know, my kid might be into, like, let's say your kid's into racing and they're like, oh, I want to go to a Formula One race. It's like, okay, that's pretty expensive. How about let's go karting and you drive? That may, maybe they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? See what it's like to race Formula One. And you just tell them it's Formula One. <laughs> Why would they know difference? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do think it, that's a good point based off also the age of the kid I got really good advice from actually my kids teacher at school where she was talking about how so many adults essentially treat kids like adults and they're just especially when they're like five and six and seven and they'll be like what do you want to do this weekend and she's like you don't just ask an open-ended question like that to a five-year-old because that's it's hard for them to even know what to do and what to ask for and they have no concept of what their options are exactly what what are my options to begin with yeah kids that age need boundaries they need that like that's a safety mechanism to be like we can either go to the farmer's market we can go to this park or we can go to maybe the aquarium like there's the three options and just that is enough for kids probably up until the age of i would think eight like giving them just a couple choices and then as they get older it's like yeah they can probably start deciding on their own once they start having enough experiences where they're like now i know what i like and then yeah you come in and you kind of be like okay well we're not going to maui on for 25 <laughs> days but instead we can go to this beach so. yeah the uh by the way this is a fun uh fun little side note because you and i both grew up kind of near the dc area uh me closer but when i was growing up one of the things growing up when you grow up in dc you just don't realize that no one else doesn't have this huge advantage is that museums and stuff are free and uh, I remember the first time being told or asked to pay for a museum. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, have to pay. I went to the best this ones is- <laughs> for free my whole life. <laughs> yeah. So my 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 wife Jen, she took um she took two of my kids because my I took my son to a hockey tournament. He she took the two kids up to the DC area and told them that they could go anywhere on Constitution Ave and see any like museum, anything they wanted, unlimited. And she didn't tell them it was free. <laughs> She was just like, but they thought like, this is amazing. This is sick. Oh, the Museum of Asian Art. Let's go there. The Museum of Natural Art. Let's go there. The Museum of History. Let's go there. And they just went, bounced back and forth. Because uh, if you're familiar with the Constitution, all the museums are just up and down this like on the street pretty much. So they went through as many as they could. They saw the Lincoln Memorial. They saw all kinds of stuff. And they thought it was, like you said, the coolest day ever. Um, and it was, you know, D.C. is an expensive place, but... I don't think people realize all those experiences are free. Uh, so if you can afford the travel and you can afford the the hotel, you got it. Like everything there is included. And yes. uh, they thought it was sick. Aww. They thought it was sick. Yeah. They, they said their, their, um, the watch that measures the steps, mm-hmm. uh, six and a half miles. 
Wow. For my little one. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a good day. That's a good day. I love this. So my one, my thought with this is that this all makes sense to me for kids. I mean, especially with, I mean, yeah, just what kids are getting these days and how much is being bought. And it just seems like so much is going to the landfill. And like, there's so many reasons to not just like overdo it on gifts oh, yeah. and shift it into experiences. But the one thing I was thinking about is when it comes to adults, I actually have gotten some pretty meaningful gifts, but only the really well thought out ones where, I mean, like my one friend. I've gotten like, none. Well, you don't have friends. So, I mean, let's just stay yeah. focused on me because yeah. you have, so like, let's be honest. I'm I, also don't buy, I also don't buy gifts. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. You're, you're very opposite I'm not for out. me. I'm fine. But I've had a couple different <laughs> friends travel to different countries and come back with things that were very, like, you can just tell they're like, they really just thought of me because they know me. And I have a couple, like, one is like this little piece of jewelry. One is this statue from Greece. And there's like meaning behind it and thought behind it. And sometimes those things, or even like my one friend gifts me, like I love plants. They're all around my house. And my friends will gift me their little, um, you know, when you cut the plants, so you can like regrow it in your house. And like I look at these and they're memories of the people that I love or thoughts of like, oh yeah, they were thinking specifically of me because they know I like this thing. They were in a whole different part of the world and they thought of me. And so sometimes with the dots, I mean, I think if you're just, giving gifts because you feel like you have to and you're like oh it's christmas i have to give these gifts out like that i don't really i don't even like doing that because i feel like you lose the meaning behind it but i do think gift giving has a long history behind it of a way of showing that you were thinking of someone and as long as it has that intention behind it i do think that can be special but it is kind of gets away from you know the idea of like christmas gifts where just everyone just gets them and you just have to buy them for everyone because that's the way it is instead of being very thoughtful and maybe it's just all throughout the year of picking something out because you're like i know this person would really appreciate it if i bought this one thing for them so i kind of get caught up on like the kids they understand but then adults i'm like i don't know i think if there's like really sweet intention behind it I, i'm still here for that yeah i mean i don't i don't know I, I, like I said, I've not bought a gift for an adult. In fact, you just actually reminded me that I went to my cousin's wedding and I didn't get her a gift. Shit. Well. And I was supposed to contribute to the their honeymoon. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. had an option. It was like, you can help us have, a, you know, awesome honeymoon. I didn't. Well, I got to call her up. You, yeah. all, I, I do remember why. And I'm going to put it out there. Hey, Michelle, I did not like that it was Paul's Venmo. Like, what? why am I Venmoing Paul? Why I'm going to Venmo you. Michelle's oh, my cousin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Michelle's my cousin. Well, what if Paul's just paying for it? I don't care. <laughs> Michelle, give me the, your Venmo. My wedding gift is for there you. you. Go. Okay. Getting married. I don't care about Paul. <laughs> well, there Paul you is it. proving himself until, you know, till the end. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Paul. And, yeah. He's always, he's always on the bottom rung. He ain't ever at the top. <laughs> well, I'm glad this episode was to remind you to contribute to the experience of your cousin. Yeah, I'll be like, Michelle, be my, my, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, well anyways, yeah. I think this episode is a really good challenge to, as we're coming into holidays, think through, like, what is the intention behind what we're doing? What experiences can we choose to offer up? How can we be a little more minimalistic when it comes to gift giving? And I think it's a good challenge. So I'm up for it. I feel like we should report back after Christmas to see, like, what did you do? What did I, I do? I can't wait to see what my uh, wife got my kids. Because it'll be a, it'll be like Christmas for me too. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Hope you found some joy out of this episode, and let us know what you think. Also, make sure to subscribe to the show and tell us how we're doing. 
And if so. anyone's looking to buy me a gift, I would like a first class ticket because it's very uncomfortable to either the Maldives or the Philippines. So take your pick. There you have it. <laughs> yeah. If you think Albert's just the best host, just send him that. Minor no, no, he's doing a great job or a terrible <laughs> job. One or the other. How about you, Steph? If someone could oh, buy man. you a ticket, what's your ticket to? Yeah, if someone could buy me a ticket, I'd want a ticket to Bali. And I would want to go to like all the spiritual woo-woo sites. Like I want a full adventure, fully planned, where they're just like, here's the top sites to go. Here's I the people to see. she didn't say first class, so she, she'll take regular I don't even class. need first class. Yeah. Once I get yeah. there, then I want it to be a first class experience. So You only get one ticket. You'd have to No, it's a whole experience. It's a whole uh, experience. Oh, come I want on. To, that, yeah. Sh- I, took the, the, I don't ticket. just want a flight. Uh, no. <laughs> I want the whole you thing planned out. You can figure out what you're there. Dude, nope. Bali's very inexpensive. You'll be fine. <laughs> All planned out for me. All done. That's my experience. <laughs> Steph, you're still trying to live, laugh, love, and pray. Goodness gracious. Exactly. I'll let you know how it goes. We'll let you know how it goes. Till next time. <laughs>